Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, acceptance, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of having to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in eating disorders, addiction, substance abuse, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I'm speaking further to the idea of asking your angels, spirit guides, ancestors, for their guidance and assistance and for signs in your life to help you along and onto your soul's path. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And for today's episode, I'm talking about how to further connect with speak with and ask your angels, spirit guides, ancestor guides that are with you, around you in this lifetime for their guidance, for their assistance, and to offer signs for your path, for decisions, for choices, for general inquiries about what's going on for you, what direction you're headed, all of that. I've gotten some requests for this as a follow-up to me mentioning and speaking to connecting with angels and guides. So I wanted to get into that a little bit on this episode. To start, I'm going to offer a bit of a personal update on my travels because it ties in to this topic. It's kind of why I chose to go for it this week. So I am currently on the Jersey Shore in New Jersey, which is a really cool place to be this time of year because it's basically a ghost town. As you probably know, if you were watching TV and, oh gosh, was it the early 2000s? (laughs) Maybe 20, closer to 2010. Jersey Shore was a very popular show on MTV. There's a lot of partying here. It's a, a big resort town for the summer, but in apparently the even just the late fall and winter, nobody's here. So I very much enjoyed exploring the beaches because it's basically like having a private beach to myself. Audrey, my pup, and I have enjoyed some beautiful beach walks, some amazing sunsets. The Jersey Shore is absolutely gorgeous, probably even more so right now because it's not flooded with tourists, which often brings garbage and trash and all of that. So it's just lovely and peaceful. So that's where I am now. In the past week, I went through, I think the last time I shared, I was in Rhode Island. And after that, I made my way to Connecticut. I went through Mystic, Connecticut, which if anybody like me had their parents show them a lot of movies from the late 80s, early 90s, I used to watch Mystic Pizza a lot as a kid. I just loved that movie. 
And on a side note, I always kind of felt like I had a past life where I was in sort of like a coastal East Coast town and worked in like a small restaurant. I actually had a dream about this once. And this is also kind of tied into the episode in case anybody resonates with this. I had a dream one time and I swear it was like it was Mystic Pizza. (laughs) So in the dream, this is what it was. I was looking through pictures and it was a very relaxed atmosphere. It was like three girls or a couple girls. Again, that's why it reminded me of Mystic Pizza who were like laughing and lounging around in like sweat suits or whatever, like casual clothes. And it looked like they were laughing and just, you know, like maybe sisters or friends. And I remember so clearly in my dream, I was like the observer. I was looking through these pictures in my dream and I kept thinking, I know them, I know them, but I, I didn't know them. They weren't people that I know in this lifetime. It's not like when you have a dream and you're like, oh, my friend, you know, Brenda's right there. And my other friend, Tina, there she is. I was like, I know them. I knew them. I know them really well, but I don't know them. (laughs) And so I feel like it was me sort of looking through pictures of a past life. And I felt a strong soul sense of them, but their physical appearance in those pictures weren't people that I could actively recall because I'm only working with this lifetime right now. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. And ever since then, I felt even closer to that movie. So I stopped at Mystic Pizza on the way through Connecticut. Mystic is a town in Connecticut on the coast, absolutely charming and lovely. And Mystic Pizza is the restaurant that inspired the movie. The creator of that movie went to Mystic, Connecticut. They went to the restaurant and she just got this idea, these sisters who worked together. And so she used the name and it was really good pizza. It was really fantastic. It does have that that magical, mystical ingredient that I did enjoy. Then I went on to stay near New Haven, which I actually didn't realize is where Yale University is. I never really thought about where Yale was. I actually didn't realize how many, I mean, it makes sense, right? The East Coast is where we first really settled and they established institutions of learning and education. So they have Princeton, they have Yale, they have Harvard. All those places are here. (laughs) Anyways, I'm getting to the point, I promise. But I also wanted to share about my travels. This is where I am now, just cruising along the coast. I am now at, oh goodness, now that I'm in New Jersey, I only have Delaware. And then I will be at 49 of the 50 states that I've visited. Still got Alaska to go. Future trip. So I went to stay at this Airbnb near New Haven, Connecticut. It was described as a 300-year-old house that's basically a historical landmark in New Haven because it's so old, and it got great reviews, and they said the owner was really nice and shared the history, and I always love spots like that. I love hearing about the local history, stories, all of that. So I went to stay there, and the owner was indeed so lovely and so kind, and we ended up staying up for many hours talking into the night, and at one point... He stopped me. We were talking about all sorts of things. And he stopped me and he said, I have to ask, has your mother passed? And I said, oh, no, my mom is, my mom is still here. He said, okay. And I, was, I said, why? I knew something was going on. And he said, well, because there's this, someone's here. He said, somebody, you, somebody is here for you. They keep trying to talk to me. They keep telling me that you're so cute. You're so cute. Isn't she cute? Isn't she sweet? She's so smart. And I was like, oh, 
that okay <laughs> i don't i don't know who um, thank you but i don't know who that is he said it feels like a almost a, a grandmother presence it definitely is a feminine and i said oh interesting because a few years ago i have a fellow therapist friend who is also a skilled psychic yet she is one of those that's a little bit reluctant to call herself that or to tap into it. She's one of those that automatically gets a lot of spirits trying to connect with her, trying to ask her to give messages to people. And she sort of tries, hasn't really embraced it. She's a little bit wary of it. But she ended up calling me and saying, hey, I just have to tell you that there's somebody that really wants to come through and give you a message. For her, she gets these in her sleep. And I was like, well, what's the message? (laughs) Who is it? Like, I'd love to know. I'm such a busybody. I'm such, I'm not one of those people that's like, no, don't tell me. No, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, yes, I want to hear everything. I want to know the story. I want the dirty details. I want it all. And she just couldn't remember. But then she told me, I just remember it was a woman with long gray hair. And I feel like she was on your dad's side, like a grandmother, a great grandmother. And she was like in this beautiful big house and seemed like she had a lot of wealth. And she just seems like she really has something she wants to tell you. And... I said, okay, <laughs> that, that was basically all I got. But what was interesting is that she kept saying, I don't know the message. I don't know what the message is. I can't remember. Then a few nights later, out of the blue, she rarely calls me. Like we, she had texted me all that other stuff. She rarely calls me, but out of the blue, two nights later, she calls me and just acts like it's a friendly call and says, Hey, what are you doing right now? And this is when, this is back in 2020 when I had, had not launched a website for my business. I hadn't even started my business yet. I was playing around with it and I decided I wanted to use the name Women Waken. I had had that spiritual awakening around knowing that I wanted to work with the divine feminine, with really inspiring, encouraging women to step into their power, to bring up their unique gifts, because that's what the world needs at this time for the shift that's happening for us to move into a greater place of harmony and joy and balance in this world. All of that, which you all are familiar with because you listen to the show. I hadn't done any of that. I had just birthed the name, really, which I don't know if I've shared this on the show, but I came up partially with the term Women Awaken because there's a lot of things you can use for the divine feminine, right? And honestly, Women Awaken is like a little clumsy. It's not exactly what I wanted. However, I, I really like the double W's in my name. I'm really into alliteration and especially W's. I think it's a powerful letter. I've always liked it. And so I love that I have, because my name is Whitney Walker, as you guys know, because I say it in the intro. (laughs) And so I wanted to use that. So I was like, what W words can I use? So I keep that alliteration for the title of my business and for my website and everything. And so that's how I came up with Women Waken. Anyways, so after telling me that she couldn't remember, couldn't remember what the message was for me, she calls me out of the blue. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of working on some of the content for the website I want to launch for this, for my private practice. And she just started going on. She was like, you know what you should really do? You should start like make this into a, you know, you could do write like a book around this. You could do a podcast. You should start speaking to women about the topics that you believe in and hold true to around this, around the divine feminine. And you can hold workshops and you can, you know, have like online meetings and a directory. And she just went on and on and on and on and on. And I I started taking notes because I was like, wow, this is really good. And she went on for like a solid 30 minutes, basically giving me a business plan. And when she finished, I said, Amanda, that was the message. And she's like, what? And I was like, I feel like you just channeled the message that my, whether it was my grandmother spirit, great grandmother, ancestor, spirit guide, 
was trying to get to me. I do feel like I have somebody, a family member, that is very much behind my work because they didn't come around until 2019 when I suddenly had this, just like a flood of, of this overwhelming inspiration to work with women, to get the message out for women, to bring women together, to have women's groups, all of that. And that's when I started sensing that there, I started getting intuitive hits, all of that. And that's when my friend told me this. Anyways, so again, all of this plays a part in the different ways that angels and guides can communicate to us. So when people often ask, how do I communicate with my guides? The number one thing is to listen, open your eyes, look for the signs, look for the signs. Because just like my friend calling me up and thinking that she's just giving me some helpful business tips, because by the way, my friend is a super successful entrepreneur. She is the biggest boss I've ever met. She is such a boss lady. She's such a badass. I love her. And so just she thought that she was just giving me business ideas, but I really do believe that she was channeling a message from my ancestors. And I intuitively knew that that's what it was because she kept saying like, oh, I don't remember what she said. I can't remember what she said. But I was like, that's what she wanted to tell me. (laughs) She wanted to get that message through to me that there's something here. There's something here with this concept of women waken. There's something here with this idea of bringing women together and inspiring them and encouraging them that we are the change that is needed to shift the way that things are on this planet that are not working for us. And so that is one way that we need to open ourselves is to recognize that messages come in many forms. It's not always going to to be like you're sitting on the couch and all of a sudden you see this apparition of an angel come forward and state a message to you. That'd be really cool if it did. If it did, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. That's another thing I want to start doing is having smaller episodes where I have guests on the show who speak about their experiences with angels, spirit guides, intuition that was really impactful with their life. I actually just thought of that just now. To be honest, I haven't really thought much about doing that, but I just spoke it out loud. So apparently... That's the next step. So if anybody out there has a story, please email it to me, Whitney at womenwaken.com. Reach out. I'd love to have you on to share it. I think it's important for us to share because, again, a big theme of this show is our intuition. Intuition is our higher wisdom, but sometimes that also comes through the form of our, our team, right, which they are called our team of spirits and guides that tell us and show us that we are never alone. We have people rooting us on and cheering us on. And back to my friend at the Airbnb, he was also saying that. He said, this woman wants you to know that you're never alone, that she's always with you, and she's really proud of you. And she's, he just kept saying, she's just giving you so much love. She just has so much love for you. She adores you. And she wants you to know that you have a lot of wisdom, that you have gifts, that you have a lot to offer. And I, I feel that she's in my field because she can, so what, what happens in, is when spirits leave the world, when they go in back to the spirit realm, they gain greater clarity. And so whoever this ancestor is of mine, whether it was someone that I actually met, like my grandmother, I don't feel like it's my direct grandmother on my dad's side. He kept saying, and so did my other friend kept saying, this is someone, a paternal figure. I feel like it's a great grandmother who I never actually met. Maybe I'm wrong. I've tried to connect with her. I haven't really gotten messages, although I feel like sometimes intuitive hits are her but I've never had her indicate like I'm here with you. 
So I don't know if you could hear that, but my dog just grumbled. She often does when I just keep talking. (laughs) Okay. So when they go to the spirit realm, they have greater clarity. And I get the sense that whoever this was, maybe this woman was very much an advocate for women's education, maybe women's health, women's empowerment, women's rights, but maybe wasn't as connected with the spiritual stuff. And so when she crossed over and, and came into awareness of me, she was like, oh, oh, this girl, this girl is, she has, she can help. She, they have clarity. They can see, oh, the spirit is very vibrant and it's very loving and she could really do a lot, but she, but they can also see what we've been through. They know the whole spectrum. She knows my parents. She knows my family. She knows my history. She knows my pain, my trauma. And so it's like somebody from the sidelines who's like, oh, like, I just want you so much to, to have success. I I want you so much to flourish and succeed. They want that for you because they see, oh, please don't let those things hold you back. Don't let those things that happen. I see the beauty in you. I see the love in you. I see the radiance in you. I see the brilliance in you. Those are what our guides do. They stand around the sidelines and say, I see you. I truly see you. I see your potential. Don't give up. Don't let those things drag you down. Keep going. So those are my stories of my recent sort of encounters with direct spirit messages, with spirit guides, with this connection with ancestors. So as I said, the number one thing I want to offer is that when we are looking to connect with our angels and guides, I'm going to offer ways that we can actually try to get more into a state for that to call them in and how we can do that daily. But the biggest thing is to throw a broad net, cast a wide net. That's what they say. Be aware that these can come through in song, that this can come through a show that you're watching. It can come through a book that you're reading. It can come through a conversation with a friend. It can come through a fortune on the ground. I know many of you have probably heard me talk about how much I love fortune cookies, mostly the fortune that comes with them. They've always kind of felt like a guide from the universe. So I'm always a stickler to, to find them. I think I've shared, but I will go, especially now that I'm on the road, so I'm driving through all these towns. If I see a Panda Express, I'm going. I often go in and and buy a drink just so I can ask for a fortune cookie. Or I will literally go and walk around the parking lot just to find some fortunes in the wild. I think I've shared that, but now you get to hear it again. And hey, if you feel called to, if you like fortunes as much as I do, because here's the thing, we have to let them know what we will look for. And by that, I mean, let's say, okay, so yes, you want to be aware of all the means, mediums, channels that they can send messages through. But first, I said that was the first step, but I'm going to say this is the first step. First, you have to let them know that you are asking for their help and for their guidance. You must state angels and spirit guides. I'm asking for your help. I'm asking for your guidance. I'm asking for your wisdom I am ready to receive it. I'm opening myself to it. I'm opening myself to your guidance because that's what you'll hear often is that your spirits are always there, but you have to let them know that you want their help, right? It sounds a little like the idea of a vampire, (laughs) although they're not vampires, they're angels. But if we're going into the opposite side of things, a vampire, you have to invite them in for them to come in and hang out with you, which you probably don't want. 
Same with angels. They're there. But if you, you know, now I just got a flash in my mind. Has anybody seen, as if you guys are like in a room with me, has anybody seen the movie Heart and Soul, Robert Downey Jr.? Scott had been from the early 90s, maybe late 80s. I'm, I'm guessing 90s. And um, the lovely, is it Kira Sedgwick that's married to Kevin Bacon? She's so lovely. And a few others that you would know. And what happens is that this group of people die in a bus accident. And they are spirits, they're ghosts, whatever you want to call them, and they're still present. And I think it was, I think the storyline is that there was a kid on the bus who lived, in, but it was orphaned because, or something like that. They're, his parents died. Anyways, they follow this kid around his whole life. And when he's a kid, a child in his little playpen, they would shake toys and say hi to him and he would see them. But then as he gets older, he stops being able to see them which is a beautiful, interesting little message because they're shedding some light on the truth of a universal truth, which is that kids are much more connected to the spiritual world than adults. As we become adults, we get a bit jaded. We get more and more disconnected from our understanding, awareness, connection with the spirit world. So we stop being as open to it. So they follow him around their whole life and they're just sitting there bored, hanging out because no matter what they do, he ain't paying attention. So, but if he had suddenly kind of came to an awareness of, I would like some guidance. If he spoke out loud, I would like guidance right now. I don't know who's listening. I would like guidance. They would have an avenue to do something that he would, could interpret as a message. So that's the first step, whether it's through your morning intention setting, whether you call them prayers, whether you meditate and you send out the message, you say angels, spirit guides, ancestors, whoever, whoever else you feel called to open yourself to. I open myself to your guidance, to your assistance. I'm asking you to show me, tell me how I can proceed on my soul's path, follow my soul's purpose, Again, you can create this statement however you want it. You don't have to get it perfect. Just by giving them the green light, you're letting them know like, hey, I'm ready to receive from you. I'm ready to follow the guidance you give me because I'm ready to be on my soul's path. My personal way, this is kind of maybe a bit odd, but so I do a three-minute plank every day. And I have sort of many different mantras that I run through, declaring my gratitude for what's in my life, uh, declaring what I'm opening myself to, declaring the abundance that's coming into my life. And then I make that statement. I say, angels and spirit guides, I ask for your guidance, your help, and your assistance on leading me on my true soul's path. So every day I open myself to their direction, their guidance, their little intuitive hits that they'll give me. Once you open that, then you're ready to receive. Then they're like, okay, game on. And that's when the other step comes in, where you have to be open to it coming from anywhere. It can come from, you can then pull some divination cards and you can be sure that they have a hand in that, in the message that comes through that day. You can just be mindful of conversations you have. And if somebody says something in particular that kind of hits you of like, oh, that feels like aligned with something I was inquiring about or curious about. It's amazing how spirit can speak through people and any medium, really. Billboards, literally billboards. You could be like, what the heck? I feel like that billboard was talking to me, and it was. (laughs) 
just many different ways. So we open ourselves to the guidance. We can also tell them how we like to receive, right? We, if they, if they, if they're trying to consistently send messages through song, but you're never really paying attention to songs, you don't listen to many music, much music. You could say, "I would love intuitive guidance. I would love clear audience." They call it right, where you hear something, you hear guidance. I would love some something visual that I see that gives me a sign. You could even ask more specifics, right? You can be like, I would love to see a purple flower today to know that you're with me. That's another thing. Some people aren't asking for answers or particular guidance through words. They just want to know that their angels and guides are with them and that they're protecting them. And if that's what you're looking for, you can make that kind of request. You can say, angels and spirit guides, I always love to know that you're with me, you're protecting me, you're surrounding me with your vibrant light, helping me on my path. If you could please show me a sunflower today. I would love that. And it'll surprise you. Like you might see it on someone's backpack, which you probably won't because it's not the 90s. (laughs) Remember when everybody had sunflowers? I'm thinking of that show Blossom where she always wore like a sunflower hat. (laughs) Anyways, but it could be anything. I remember one time I was kind of playing around with that and I was getting ready uh, in the morning. This is when I was living in Bend. So I was living in a furnished rental. So not none of my furniture, right? I wasn't super familiar with the furniture. And I was getting ready in the bathroom and I said, okay, angels, I would love to see a sea turtle. And I want to see like a purple and blue and yellow and green sea turtle. That's, I want to see that. And I'm not kidding you. I turned around and saw that there, I swear I hadn't noticed it or been like consciously aware of it, that there is a picture in the, that bathroom of the place that I was renting that is literally a sea turtle that is green and blue and yellow and red. And yes, it could have been like a bit subliminal that like I can't, I already like subconsciously knew about this picture. But I think it is more so an indication that I'm very closely connected with my spirit guides. And they're like, here it is right here. So we let them know if we just want to sign each day for a sense of comfort, for a sense of knowing that they're with us because the truth is that they are with us. Yet if you're one of those that doesn't always feel that way, I understand. When this gentleman from the Airbnb kept telling me, she's always with you, she always is with you, I was like, well, I don't, I guess I feel that, but I do feel safe. I do feel I'm protected, yet I don't, I've never really felt the sense of something with me. So I'm starting to feel into that. And that's a third step is just starting to feel into what does it even mean to you? What's the experience you have of your spirits and guides? Sometimes it can just be if you lie down to meditate, you get a sense. Sometimes I felt like energy moving through my arms, just a sense like almost like a um, the word the vibration isn't the right word, but just like this tingling or something like through my neck where it just feels like there's an energy around me. So different ways to just sort of come into awareness that you there are spirits around you. So it can be through meditation. It can be even, you know, on a walk, just being awareness. If you feel, if you feel like there's any kind of presence, if you feel a shift in the energy, if sometimes if you feel a shift in the temperature in a room, that can mean that there is something with you, a presence with you, an entity with you potentially. So we ask, we, we tell them that we are opening ourselves to their guidance, to their presence. We ask for specific indications. We look 
for signs. We open ourselves to the many different avenues that they can share themselves, that they can guide us and show us what is for our highest good. So those are the practices that are helpful to incorporate in your day-to-day life when you're looking to work more closely with your spirit guides because it gets really fun when you start to see almost instantaneous results. They get excited. They really do. They're in that realm. And when they're ready, they will move on to the next adventure. But they're taking this time to be with you because they, as I said, they get this great clarity and they move into the spirit realm. And they have this overwhelming sense of love and connection that we all have ultimately with every single being. And they want to share that and they want to do for us what they know we're having trouble doing for ourselves. Offer us what they know we're having trouble finding which are the little breadcrumbs in life, which are the guideposts in life. So they will put them there. Look for your guideposts because your spirit guides are putting them there. You will see them. One last thing I want to share, a fun piece of my adventure in life right now is that if you all listened to some of my episodes before I took off on my travels, I was basically given given guidance from my guides and spirits and angels that I was not meant to stay in Bend, that I was meant to travel. And then I was given a sign that I meant to go towards to New York. It felt like specifically, but definitely towards the Northeast where of course I am now. And in the past week or two, I've started been like, okay, you guys, like it's getting into November. We're getting close to winter, definitely winter weather. The first snow has already happened over in Maine. It's going to be coming. I kind of feel like I need to hunker down for the winter. So I've been putting it out there, putting it out there. And this morning I wake up and a different gentleman whose Airbnb I'd stayed in actually in Maine, uh, we had exchanged information because I told him my situation, that I was looking for a place to settle down for a bit in this general area of of New England. And he said, well, I I have properties in addition to this one in D.C., Washington, D.C., and New York. So... If you are interested, I can keep you posted. And this morning I get a text and he says, hey, Whitney, I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to let you know that my tenant at the New York property has let me know that she is moving out in January. Do you want to take it? And I couldn't believe it. It's two hours north of New York City, which is really exciting. I won't say anymore because I don't know if it's going to pan out exactly, but it sounds really cool. And even if this one doesn't turn out, it's such a beautiful, wonderful indication that I'm being heard, that options are coming in, that things are unfolding just as I was informed they would. And another little cool hit was that my dear friend, Amy Adams, I know she's okay with me shouting her out on the show because she's often listens and she's been on this show. She is doing a retreat in India right now. And she met this woman who lives in, uh, in Manhattan who's about my age, and they got chatting, and Amy said, oh, yeah, my friend Whitney is traveling around there, and she said, well, tell Whitney to come stay with me. So I'm going to go stay with her in New York City. I'm actually going to go for the weekend after Thanksgiving, and I'm going to see another podcast guest I've had, Melissa Stripe, who will be doing a comedy show that weekend in the city. So I'm going to stay with this new gal that I'll be connected with, see a past podcast guest, Melissa Stripe. You can look up her episode. She does 
comedy around women's reproductive and sexual health. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. So these are the gifts that come (laughs) when you connect with your angels and guide. Life becomes this beautiful synchronistic experience when you open yourself, when you tell your guides, your ancestors, I'm opening myself to you. I will listen. I will look for the signs. I will follow them. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. Now I'm going to pull, of course, a Archangel Oracle card because that's the only thing that fits for this episode or it's the best fit. So let's see what Angel Oracle card. Oh, of course, it's a psychic one. And the card that came out today, the Claire, the Claire, as you know, there's seven Claire's, seven Claire's. You can look, I did an episode on the Claire's, which are the different psychic senses. And this one is Claire Cognizance is coming through today. I feel like this came up another time. Claire Cognizance is clearly <laughs> very important right now. This card says Claire Cognizance, Archangel Uriel. Pay attention to thoughts and ideas that come to you as they are answered prayers. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Our angels have a sense of humor, don't they? Of course they do, because they were once us. They've been on earth. They learned how to have a sense of humor about things. (laughs) I forgot to mention that. I mean, I didn't go over all the Claire's, but another really important thing to realize is that sometimes angels' messages feel like your own thoughts. You'll be like, oh, you know what I really need to do is start writing this book I wanted to write. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know, okay, I should go to this park today. It feels like it's your thought, but it's an inspired thought. Recognize that you have to pay attention to your thoughts and ideas that come to you as they are answered prayers. You've told your angels in the morning, hey guys, uh, I'm here. I'm open to your guidance. I'm ready for your messages. And then you get an inspiration thought, oh, I should go for a walk in the park today. And you're like, wow, I'm so smart. But it's an answer to your prayer. It's because your angels know that it's advantageous for you that it's aligned with you, that maybe you need some time in nature, it's going to set up success for your day, or you're going to meet someone special. So pay attention to thoughts and ideas that come to you as they are answered prayers. Kind of like the intuitive thought I got that I needed to come out this way, that I need to head east. Because now I'm realizing that this trip has been so beautiful, and I know that even greater joy and abundance awaits, that I've already felt my energy shifting It is an answered prayer indeed. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day 
And don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.